Welcome to the Beauty and Battle podcast, where we talk about winning in marriage by waging a war. I'm Jason Benham. I've got my girlfriend slash wife, Tori Benham, with me, and we are here to talk to you about how Satan tries to get you to fight face-to-face with your spouse, but God designed you to fight shoulder-to-shoulder against Satan so that you can win in your marriage. Fighting together draws you together. We cannot wait to jump in. So here we go. Today, we're going to dive into a really cool topic. We've titled it, Getting Your Edge Back in Marriage. We're specifically talking about um, dealing with pain from the past that robs you of your power in the present. Mm. That's a lot of peas. That is a lot of peas. I didn't even mean that. It works, though, doesn't it? Yeah. But when when you've gone through something in the past, and, and maybe you've dealt with it, maybe you haven't, but chances are good you haven't dealt with it. It doesn't matter what it is. Something you did, something that somebody did to you. Uh, just a painful experience and it gets lodged down and buried in your subconscious. And what you don't realize is that uh, pain from the past or whatever it was that you went through can oftentimes sabotage you in the present. Mm. And so we're going to talk about how you fix that and how you can get it back. Uh, What we specifically call getting your edge back. And we'll tell you why it's all about getting your edge back in the, uh, Meantime, before we jump to that, we got to go to a song. We have a good one today. Yes. This one is uh, Forrest, Forrest Black is the name of the guy. I don't know if he's any good or what, but his song, his Fall song Into Me. Yeah, mm-hmm. Fall Into Me. Wow. It's funny because I find these songs or whatever, and then I start playing them. And then Lundy and one of my kids is like, Dad, how'd you find this song? This one's like in my playlist. Like, I don't know. Because we're that cool. We are that cool. Oh, you know how I found this? We were walking in this great place called um, Burkdale Village. Mm-hmm. If you live in Charlotte, Burkdale Village is awesome. It's in Huntersville. If you ever did a uh, marriage mentorship with us, then we'll bring you to Burkdale Village for some good sushi. But we had uh, Dan and Jess Smith with us in from Minneapolis, and they were doing a two-day marriage intensive with us. We were walking in um, Burkdale Village, and I heard this song, and then I asked Siri who it was, and this is it. So that was the first time you heard that? That song, yes. Oh, I've heard this several times before. I love this song. Oh. I'm glad, I'm glad you uh, well, were introduced to it. Lottie freaking da. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Fall into me, Forrest Black. You should close your eyes. Don't look down. Fall into me. Now catch you, darling. Dance in the street. Isn't that cool? So good. I love that. That's one of my favorite things about the week is trying to find a really cool song for you guys. <laughs> and so maybe if you've got a cool song and you're like, you have to play this one, reach out to us at Jason and Tori. On Instagram. On Instagram. Well, do you even look at the messages on Instagram? Because I, do I don't. from time to time. You do? Yeah. Okay, because I don't. Take, it might take a minute, but I will get to them. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm on social media maybe five minutes a week, and that's whenever I'm posting our podcast. That's about it. Oh, I'll, I got I to admit, maybe once every two weeks, though, I'll jump on 
Twitter, which mm-hmm. is now called X, and I'll scroll through the conservative pundits and see what's going on in the world. Yeah. That takes me about 30 minutes. But anyway, I'm seriously digressing. Let's get back into marriage. <laughs> you good? Let's move. Let's do this. Okay. We're talking about getting your edge back. Um, I heard this g- great quote um, by, don't even know who, it's author unknown, but it says this, if you never heal from what hurt you, then you'll bleed on those who did not cut you. Oh, wow. That's that's very true. <laughs> if you don't heal from what hurt you, you're going to bleed on those who did not cut you. Mm. You know, in marriage, anytime you put two human beings together, at some point, sparks are going to fly. I mean, Tori and I talk about this a lot. We talk about it in our book. Mm-hmm. Tori and I actually just finished a second book, Marriage A to Z, where we share 30 principles that will help you develop, grow, and strengthen your marriage. We'll release that soon. Um, and there's a way for you to get it for nothing. That's right. Yeah. And so we'll talk more about that. Or not now. No, not yet, because I, I haven't quite released it yet. Coming. Yeah. If, it's coming, guys. If you have gone and done our five-day marriage challenge um, online, which just go to beautyandbattle.com or jasonandtori.com, sign up for our free five-day marriage challenge, then at the end of that, uh, we give you the book. So... You'll like it. Um, Digitally uh, sent to you, though. So you're not going to get a physical book. But anyway, let me get back into this because we're talking about marriage being the context for conflict. Mm -hmm. We talk about it a lot, that marriage is the context for conflict. God puts you together because conflict makes you more like him. So it's like, you know, sandpaper on a nice piece of wood. You know, you got to rub that thing down and it gets nice and smooth and the wood can actually be useful. Um, marriage is the context for conflict, but here's what we found. When the sparks fly, they are often the fruit of the issue, not the root. Mm. They're simply symptoms of the real problem. Right. So what's the real problem? Well, the real problem is the deeper issue that's typically linked to pain from the past. Mm. I'll give you a quick, quick example. If, um, Tori had a, like a, a really bad bruise on her arm from something that happened a few weeks ago. And I'm walking in the kitchen and I accidentally bump into her and I bump into that arm and I brush against it. She could really overreact and turn around and whack me Mm -hmm. or she could yell at me or something. And instantly I'm like, what the heck did I do? And you're mad at me, Mm -hmm. but I really didn't do anything. The issue wasn't that I ran into you. The issue wasn't that you yelled at me or that you hit me. The issue was that you were hurt from the past and it hadn't healed yet. Right. That was the issue. Yep. So what we want to do is help you get to the bottom of figuring out what the issue is. Mm. And so fortunately for us, there's a scripture, there's a story in 2 Kings 6 about the prophet Elisha that'll really help us. Mm. And Tori and I have uh, talked with a lot of couples about this because what would you say percentage of time we've where we've counseled couples and we've had to go back to something in the past for one or both of them? Probably 80% oh, of the time. I don't actually know that we've ever talked not to a done couple it. that we haven't done that with. Yeah. yeah. It is funny. So I've shared this story so much and, and I was thinking, I don't think I've ever shared this on the podcast. So I want to give it to you guys. But in 2 Kings 6, Elisha the prophet um, gathered up a bunch of his other uh, prophets that were up under him, up under his leadership, and they had to build a new building. And of course, none of these guys have money. They don't have any tools or anything like that. So they had to borrow all their tools. And back in this day, you know, back in Bible days, it was an agrarian society. So if you borrowed someone's pickaxe or if you borrowed their axe or their mattock or their shovel, you're literally borrowing the thing that they rely on for their livelihood. Right. 
So these prophets all borrowed their axes and they're cutting down trees to start uh, the building of a of a building because they were growing so fast mm. and they needed extra space. So then all of a sudden, out of the middle of nowhere, one of the prophets goes to swing at the tree and the axe head that was borrowed flew off. Mm. So he still had a hold of the handle, but the axe head flew off and it landed into the river behind him. Okay, now in that moment, the man had lost his edge. So he could keep whacking on that tree and he'd be doing a lot of work, a lot of hard work, but it wouldn't be amounting to anything Mm. because he lost the edge. Right. Okay, now what is your edge? Your edge is that special part of you that makes you powerful and strong. Mm. Okay, it's, it's what makes you, you. Like what... Tori's edge is different than my edge. Right. My edge is different than her edge. My edge is different than your edge. Your edge is different than your spouse's edge. It's what makes you, you, but it's what makes you powerful and strong. And God has made each one of us unique. But pain from the past and issues from the past and sometimes sin from the past can sabotage our present. It removes our edge from us. So how do we get it back? Mm. Well, let's look at the story. So this prophet was trying to cut the tree down. His axe head that was borrowed flew off. And now it's in the bottom of the river behind him. And it was a deep river. And he goes to Elisha and he says, I lost my edge. I lost the ax and it was borrowed. I got to get it back. And Elisha then tells him, where did it fall? Hmm. That's the first thing. And so the man brought him over to the edge of the river and he pointed to the place where it fell. And then Elisha grabbed a stick and threw it into the river. Now, a lot of commentators believe that the stick that Elisha threw into the river is the same type of wood that made up the tree um, that became the cross of Christ. Mm -hmm. So it's the same wood, right? We don't know that for sure, but a lot of commentators do believe that. So he throws the stick into the river right at the place where the man said he lost his edge, and the axe head floats to the top. Mm -hmm. The axe head, the iron axe head, did something against its nature, and supernature took over, and then Elisha told the man, go in and get it back. You walk in there and get it back. Don't leave it in there. Go get it. Now put the edge back on and then go back and get to work, right? Now you've got your edge back. Now you're sharp again, okay? What we do to get our edge back, to make sure that pain from the past or sin from the past or any type of issue from the past that's sabotaging us from our present, the way to get it back is to do the same three-step process. Number one, go back to the place where you lost it. Mm. Like go back to that place, Well, and it doesn't have to be the specific place. It could be a general place. It could be, you know, for me, I remember feeling that way. If you've ever read our book, I have felt like I had lost my edge a little bit, you know, relationally with Tori. And I had to go back all the way to when I was 13 years old and got my heart broke. Mm -hmm. Right. And there, it it gave birth to a little bit of an insecurity that I didn't even know was there, but I had to go back. Mm -hmm. So you go back to the place where you lost your edge. What is that? Getting to the root is all about remembering pain from the past, a time when something painful happened to you, or maybe you caused someone else pain. It could be even a sin from the past that caused you to lose that special part of you, and now you feel powerless. Mm. So let's go back to that. You know, if, if, if it could have been somebody that you were working with, a coworker, and maybe you started in a relationship with them, and now you, you're just too close. That could be it. Mm. You know, it could be something way different than that. So that's the first thing. Go back to the place where you first lost your edge. Number two, bring the cross of Christ into the picture. So Elisha throws the wood into the river. That's the cross of Christ. Um, If you've caused pain through your own sin, then repent. Make things right. 
Get back on track. That's what bringing the cross of Christ into the picture is. If you're going back to when you lost your edge and it was something that, you know, you 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 started down a downward spiral of contemptuous thinking toward another person or towards your spouse. Right. Remember when that started, go back and bring the cross of Christ there, which means reprocessing the situation through the the cross of Christ, through the fact that God was there the whole time. Mm. Yes, that pain hurt. Yes, it was awful, but your heavenly Father was there. Mm. And now he's going to use that to help someone else, right? So good. Mm -hmm. So if pain was inflicted on you in the past, bringing the cross of Christ into it looks like reprocessing it, recognizing that he was there, and then walking through the steps of forgiveness. Mm. And if you want to know how to properly forgive when someone hasn't repented, you got to go back in our podcast episodes and look on forgive, look at the one, um, listen to the one on forgiveness redefined. Mm. Or if you have our book on hand, turn to the back appendix. It's forgiveness redefined. It gives you a whole different take on forgiveness and it'll be very helpful to you. So if pain was inflicted on you, then you go back to that place and you're going to reprocess that situation. You're going to recognize that God allowed it to happen. He was there. He hasn't abandoned you. And that pain that you experience is going to be turned into power for your present. And you're going to be able to help a lot of people. Okay. That's what bringing the cross of Christ into that situation looks like. So true. And that's step two. So step one, go back to the place where you lost your edge. Step two, bring the cross of Christ into the picture. Reprocess it. Number three, watch the miraculous take over. Mm. You have to trust that when you do those things, that the supernatural is going to take over. Right. That axe head floated. Right. Okay. It floated. You have to. Metal axe head floated in water. Yeah. That is not natural. Iron does not float, mm-hmm. but you have to have the faith that God is going to come through on his part. Mm. If you're going back to where you first lost it and you're like, okay, I got to bring Christ into this. Okay, let's try to reprocess it. But you really don't have faith that God can do something in this. Right. You're not going to get your edge back. You've got to have faith. Mm-hmm. And here's what you can trust, that God will supernaturally begin to do things in your life and relationship that were impossible before you allowed him to take over. Mm. This is this is important stuff. It, and you know, as you were saying this, and I think I'm just thinking back to what you were talking about with um, the axe head not being his own, right? And I think this sense of urgency for us to get our edge back comes from knowing that it's not our own, right? Like there was this sense of urgency, like, oh my gosh, I lost my my edge. And I need it back because it's not my own. And I think that when we lose our edge, that there needs to be a a sense of urgency because it's not our own. We are not, you Mm. know, we bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. Like we are not people of this world. And so it's so, our lives are so much bigger than ourselves. Mm. And if we've lost our edge, it's not just us that's affected. It's the whole world that's that's affected by that. And so I think that, you know, for us in our relationship, when we began to, to notice that we had lost our edge Mm. in our relationship. Something was missing. Right. And, but it wasn't until we really began to understand the foundation of marriage that like our marriage is not for us. It's like, there are other people that, that it affects. Yeah. And our marriage is not our own. Like Mm. we, we were called to live holy lives because of who we are in Christ. And it's our lives are not our own. And I just think that, you know, sometimes if you don't feel that urgency to get back something that you have, maybe maybe you're not looking at it right. Maybe yeah, you're good. not seeing it as 
you know, like the, just the urgency of, of needing something or it being something that is not your own. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I like that. You know, I said there were three steps, but as I was sitting here thinking about this, there's actually a fourth step. So once the supernatural takes over, you know, and back in that story, when the ax head started floating, there was a fourth step. He had to go in and get it. Mm -hmm. He doesn't just let it sit there in the river. Right. Right. You know, I think there's a, a, and that, that would be the fourth step. Get it back, go get it and get back to work. Right. Like now that you've got your edge back, get back to work. Yeah. Get back and use it. So right. Don't just wallow in your pain. Right. I just think that there are so many folks out there now, what we're seeing is an overemphasis on empathy. Mm. where people are like, oh, we just need to hurt and come alongside people in their journey and all that kind of stuff. And I get that, and we do need that. But if there's no, okay, now let's get out of the pit. Yes. Okay, I was in the pit for you with you. Right. Now let's get out. Let's right. get healthy. Right. Right. If you just are like, oh, no, let's just sit in this pit. Well, then you're leaving the axe head in the river. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's floating all right, but you ain't going to get it because you want to wallow in your pain. Because for some crazy reason, you're still feeling connected to the people who are empathizing with you. Right. Rather than those people saying, all right, now get up and let's get back to work. And that's the fourth step. Get the edge back. Get in that water, Mm -hmm. pull it back, put it on the, put it on the the, the stick there and go whack that tree down. Yeah. You know? So good. So tell, tell me the four steps one more time. So first go back to the place where you lost your edge. Mm -hmm. Okay. So go back. Remember where that was. Mm -hmm. Bring the cross of Christ into the picture, mm. like re- refilter it, reprocess it through the grid of God. Mm. Number three, watch the miraculous and, and have faith that the miraculous will take over. And number four, get it back and mm. get to work. Go get it. Right? Go, Go get, get it. it. God has given you the edge that you need to live a powerful life and experience a wonderful marriage. Okay? But it's going to require you to possess, to process any potential pain from the past. That's a line directly from our new book. You're going to have to process that potential pain. And when you do, you need to watch God's supernatural power invade your relationship. Now, here's something I want you to do, okay? I want you to spend some time alone and ask God if there's any area of your life or relationship where you've lost your edge, okay? Just ask him. Get up early one morning when it's real quiet or the kids are already in bed, you know, stay up late. Ask him, have you lost your edge in any area? Yeah. You know, a lot of times you know that you've lost your edge when... When you don't really feel, I, I talked about empathetic, being empathetic just a minute ago. If you don't feel empathy at all, mm-hmm. you've lost your edge. Yeah, you become numb. Yeah, mm-hmm. numb is not good. The opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is indifference. Mm-hmm. If you feel indifferent toward someone that you know that you shouldn't be indifferent toward, yeah, especially your spouse, right? you've lost your edge. Hmm. You got to get it back. There might be some things that you need to talk through. So ask God, is there an area of your life or your relationship where you've lost your edge? Then ask your spouse if they see any area where you may have lost it. Okay, now that's a dangerous place to be, but then ask your spouse to be very honest with you. Mm. Can you see any area of my life where you think maybe I've, I've lost my edge? Yeah. And it might be a discouragement. Mm. You know, and oftentimes the edge is lost not because of something you did, but because of something that happened to you. And you got to deal with that pain. And then once you realize that, yeah, maybe I have lost it here. Maybe maybe my, my spouse has lost it here and I want to help them get it back. Walk them through these four steps. And in doing that, you're going to process that pain from the past and you'll not fall into the trap where that, that unknown quote I said at the beginning, if you never heal from what hurt you, then you'll bleed on those who did not cut you. Mm. That won't be true in your relationship. So you got to process that pain and get your edge back.
So good. I love that. It's Done. So helpful. And I love that you just pulled that out of scripture. Where, where is that yeah. found? Second Kings 6. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I love doing that, and I want to do that more. I, I've done a lot of those in the past, but stuff where we, Tori and I literally just dive into scripture and just pull stuff out. So mm. I, I, want to, I want to do that more. Yeah. You and it's I were favorite. just talking about, we were as we were discussing this with each other earlier, just how natural it is to operate you know, in the pain of our past because mm. and, and through fear, right? Like mm. the fear that is triggered from the pain of our past, it gets us stuck because we don't, we're, we're terrified of feeling that, that again, right? Yeah. And it's, you know, as we were going through these steps, it's just, you know, bringing God into it and, and, and recognizing that he can do this, the supernatural, like that he can do what we cannot do, like he's yeah. so powerful, but yet we operate in the negative, right? Yeah, we operate right. in this fear and of doubt and doubt and just this, just, you know, just the fear of, of feeling that pain again. But instead of in the power of who Christ is, like mm-hmm. that he can actually do the supernatural. Yeah. And it's, it's just such a conviction to me because there, I, I do struggle with fear so much that, and I operate out of fear so much, but I'm like, no, that is not, that is, that is not how we as believers operate. We operate in faith and in, in, um, in power. And, um, it just was so convicting to me just in different areas where I let fear lead me and, um, and, and just, you know, understanding and acknowledging that I don't have to live in the fear of, of pain yeah. from a past experience, but I can live in power. Yeah. And then you won't be experience driven. You'll be love right. driven. Yeah, exactly. You'll make your decisions based upon your, your, your vision and your values mm-hmm. and your goals rather than your emotions. Yeah. You don't want that to happen. Right. So well, then we move forward. So good. Do you have a um recipe or anything? Yes. So last week we talked about how I was going to make a French toast casserole oh, for yeah. the intensive. And guys, I'm going to be honest. It was, it did not turn out. What I, are you, you talking about? You loved it. I loved it. But I am not going to share that recipe with you yet because it still needs to be perfected. I'm doing it. I did it with <laughs> French toast. I loved and it. French toast or um, sourdough is just a different kind of bread and the way that it absorbs liquid. And so I just, I could have like quadrupled the eggs in that. I'm going to keep working on it. So I'm not going to share that recipe with you guys, but I'm going to perfect it and get it down pat. And then I will share it with you guys. Um, But the recipe I am going to share with you guys this week, drum roll, please. Drum roll. Okay. I don't know how to do all that. Is there a parent, I don't have TikTok, but a friend on Instagram shared a Italian grinder recipe oh yeah we just ate that it was amazing so i guess it's going viral on tiktok right yeah now, from what i'm hearing and anyways i have the recipe but it nobody is, did it with sourdough bread right right i don't know i don't yeah. know if they did but we i made i turned our sourdough um bread into baguettes i brought yes. this pan that you can you know bake baguettes on yeah. and it was 13 dollars on amazon phenomenal just did the regular um recipe sourdough recipe but turned the the um, dough into baguette yeah and it turned out amazing bang in yeah jake said mom can that be my every year birthday dinner from every year the, birthday from dinner. now on <laughs> yeah every year birthday dinner he ate four of them four yeah it was so good whole sandwiches so i will share 
the recipe with you guys. It's by wellness by K K A Y dot com. That's where the recipe is. It's the Italian grinder salad sandwich TikTok viral recipe. Boom. And it was all the rave. It, it was, was banging. Very good. Yeah. But she put red onions in it. Oh yeah. So, you know, just a, a quick disclaimer, if you're you maybe want to be intimate that night, I would not eat those first because that can really rock your mouth. Yeah. Like, there's really nothing you can do when you've had that much red onion. There's you no can, amount of gum. There's no amount of gum or mince or can anything. deal with that. That can combat that. <laughs> you need a full-on tongue scrape. <laughs> but it was worth it, honestly. Yeah, no, it was. It was awesome. So, and Tori gave it to her brother, Frankie, who is an Italian, uh, full-on Italian, and he is totally into Italian grinders, and he's like, this is incredible. He's like, this is a $20 sub. Yeah. So, (laughs) all right. So, you'll share that. And you got it on video? Yes, Okay. So, I'm sharing that with you guys on Jason and Tori Instagram. And you guys try it out. Tell me what you guys think. I like it. It was definitely, it was not hard either. I mean, you don't have to make sourdough baguettes. You can just, you know, get some regular baguettes and knock it out. Yeah. The baguettes. That reminds me of... uh, The baguettes. Yeah, the baguettes on Lion King. (laughs) Maurice, the baguettes. Okay. Hey, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. Hopefully this time next week, I'll be telling you about our book, where to get it, how to get it free and all of those things. But thanks for hanging out with us and Mm -hmm. we will see you next week. In the meantime, don't forget, listen... Can you rate our podcast for us? I mean, I Tori, I don't really ask for that much, but just do it, you know? Yeah, why not? So it's kind of a cool thing. I actually, for the first time, I was listening to a podcast with a friend and they asked to rate, review, subscribe. I'm like, oh, I need to do that. Oh, maybe I should do that with my own. A hundred episodes in. It's actually not that hard. You just, well, I don't even remember what I did. I went to the, <laughs> <laughs> went to the podcast and I scrolled down and so, yeah, yeah, there's a way to do it. There's a way to do it. And it's really easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll and see you guys next week. I don't think that was the Lion King. I think it was Beauty and the Beast. Oh, you're right. It was Beauty and the Beast. So that's a great call. Sorry, I, just, I caught that. I like that. All right, guys. We'll see you soon. All right. Bye.